Hey guys, welcome to the Soccer Report podcast this week with my co-hosts Nico and Dante. We've got an amazing show for you ahead, but we want to give a big shout out to our newest sponsor, Cataldi Fresh Market in Woodbridge and a new location coming soon in Toronto in the Keelan Lawrence area. So support Cataldi, our newest sponsor. Make sure you check them out. They got a big Instagram following as well. We also want to thank our other sponsor, Nine Round Kickboxing and Fitness. Check out Louis' two gyms, one in Bonn, one in Maple. Support our sponsors. They bring the Soccer Report podcast to you. So thanks to our sponsors. So guys, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. There's a lot going on. We're in the midst of playoff season for uh, TFC, CPL, uh, the launch of the Champions League and, and most of the other leagues around the world. But let's start with a recap of TFC and what's been going on with the club this last month. And uh, we know that this Sunday is decision day. We're going to figure out if TFC gets home advantage or not. And we're facing our old rivals again with Columbus. And we've got to hinge on the fact that uh, New York uh, loses. And, uh, and uh, DC, and DC well. United loses yeah. as well. So there's a lot at play. What do you think is going to happen, Nico? Honestly, um, I think TFC is going to handle their business. It's going to be a wet day down at BMO on Sunday, but they're going to handle their business and they're going to win a game that they need to win. But I can't see DC losing. And I, the Red Bulls, too, will probably get a win. If one of the two, the odds are against us. I don't see us getting a first-round home matchup as much as I would love to see one. I don't think it's going to happen for us this season. You, Dante, what I, do you think? I totally agree with Nico here. I, I, I'm just... I, I just wish for that home playoff game, but it's, it's very hard. It's very hard. Guys, both super pessimistic. Why is that? Is it because, let, let's be frank, TFC has been somewhat lackluster. Even though they squeaked into the playoffs, um, now it looks like, hey, once you're in the playoffs, changes the game. But they've been sort of lackluster for the last month. You know what? I'll say it. TFC doesn't deserve a, play, a home playoff match. They don't. The way they've been playing, they don't deserve to host a game with the new way the, uh, the playoffs are laid out. They've been unbeaten in, what is it, eight or nine games now, but they've only yeah. won three of them. You're giving up points on the board almost every single game. They gave up points when they faced LAFC. They gave up points when they faced New York City yep. FC. By getting these one-point ties puts you into this position where you need to win on decision day, you don't deserve to have a home playoff yep. game. As nice yeah. as it would be to be, they're going to have to go on the road, and they're going to have to prove to us that they can win these games on the road. And maybe, you know what, maybe we get another MLS Cup final appearance. It won't be at home but at least we'll get there. Yeah. It's possible, but they definitely don't deserve a home playoff game. Absolutely, I gotta agree with you. I think for the last month, and like you said, they've, they've won a lot of matches without really winning matches, but at the end of the day, their play on the field has been subpar, um, and we see it in different areas. Like We saw it with those, those PKs, that debacle, that PK debacle yeah. oh my that goodness. we can't even begin to talk about. Oh it's horrific, goodness. you can't even begin to say <laughs> what went wrong there, but you made a good point in talking before the podcast. The Vanny admitted they don't practice PKs. Okay, this is a team that does not practice PKs. They go into a PK situation and they fumble it completely. It's three pieces of hardware we'd have if we practiced PKs. Yep. We would have had the 2016 MLS Cup, yep. we would have had this past Canadian Cup, and we would have won Champions League yep. if we knew how to take penalty kicks. Yep. But everyone keeps hitting their penalty kicks off the bar, easy ones into the goalie. It's embarrassing. How do you make one of four penalty kicks? Yep. How do you miss three in a row? Yep. And, and PKs, is, you know, if you're an amateur player, it's about practice, but at that level, it's all about self-esteem and confidence yeah. when you're taking a kick. You don't need to practice PKs every single practice. Yeah. I think Vanny's right with that in terms of that. But 
at the end of the day, when you've got professional players that can't hit the net or hit the bar, um, it's sad. It's very sad at this level. And this is what sort of separates these MLS players and MLS teams from teams in Europe and other leagues. And, and it's pretty evident. I it's think that th this TFC team has to be the worst penalty kick team in the world ever. I've never yeah. seen a team that sucks this much at penalty well, kicks. Osorio, I don't get it. Osorio, I, I can't remember when he's made one. Can yeah. you? He like won in the league, but like in a game, not even during a penalty kick shootout. He doesn't make them. I, can, I can't remember. I mean, he doesn't make them. Bradley doesn't make them. I yeah. mean, Altador rings Al them. Altador, <laughs> that was, oh my God. Yeah, it's brutal. It, it, it's, it's sad to say, at the end of the day, like we said, high caliber players not scoring a PK. There's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse. Yeah. Well, and if they keep tying games in the playoffs, what's going to happen? It's going to go to PKs. <laughs> you got it. So, I mean, they're going to have to shape up and learn how to t how to strike the ball. What? And you know what? You know what? We're giving a lot of we're giving a lot of crap to the penalty kick takers. I don't think Bono has saved a penalty kick in 18 years. Yeah, yeah. He has not saved a single one. I can't remember when. Yeah, so, I mean, too. you got to give some crap there too. I mean, we love these guys. They need to turn up and start playing, but when it comes to penalty kicks, they're no good. Yeah, it's, it's just a fact. Yeah. What are other areas of weakness do you see that we need to really focus in on now that the playoff time is coming? What well, do you think, Dante? I, I mean, we somewhat improved it, but there's still room for improvement. I would say the back line. Uh, the addition of Omar Gonzalez definitely, definitely helped us. I truly believe we don't Absolutely. make the playoffs without him. I agree. Uh, the guys that last rock. goal that he scored there. Uh, yeah, the header. Yeah. Fantastic. Shows you strong yeah. on the ball in the air. He has got the height. What a signing. That's all I got to say. What a signing. And Fantastic I agree with you. Guy. Without him back there, the defense collapses. Yeah, completely. Completely collapses. I mean, the, the job with Mavinga or Moore and Simon, like that just won't cut it. We get slaughtered every game. Agreed. But Omar Gonzalez, he is a rock. We do not truly make the playoffs without him. See, Dante, I'm, I'm going I'm to get a little question here because I'm a little confused <laughs> because you just said we need to work on our back line and I talked about how great he is. Because because there's the other guy beside him named Chris Mavenga who has his moments of brilliance and then has his moments of why'd you do that? See, th this and the, he just can't control it's not that. It's not consistent. It's not consistent. This, it's not this consistent. is where it's we're going to have to air. agree to disagree because I think our back line has been one of our best areas the past few games. I think Mavinga, yeah, he's made that one mistake in Gauss. He makes a few mistakes, but he, he also makes like four or five unreal plays a game oh, to save I'm us. Not, I'm not questioning I don't that. think we have to no worry way. about our backline. He shines line. a moment. So. I, I don't think we have to worry about our backline. I think right now the way our backline's playing, it's good enough to get us into the playoffs and win us some games. So what's the biggest area of weakness that you see? Vanny's substitutions and lineup choices. Okay. I don't understand it. I get, you know, Endo's been playing great. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's getting time. He's getting time. But these big signings for our wingers, Gallardo and Benazette, I know they've been a bit hurt recently, but these guys are on our bench and Vanny's not playing them. He doesn't even yeah. sub them in at the end of the games or he gives them five minutes at the end of the game. You paid big money for these but, two yeah. players Benazette's and you're not putting them in to let them do their could, job. What could the rationale be? Saving them for the playoffs? What's the rationale? Trying to get them healthy for the playoffs? Right. Well, I mean, Endo has been playing great when he's been put he on has. there, but now they're playing Pozuelo as well on the wing and Pozuelo looks lost on the wing. He does. Right. He, he doesn't really play does. well there. Pozuelo belongs in the middle in that Victor yeah. Vasquez role and throw two wingers on his side, which is why you went out and splashed. I think it's 500,000 on Gallardo and I think seven or eight Hundred thousand on Benazette to play and to play soccer, not to play on the bench. It's ridiculous, and he doesn't even sub them in, which blows my mind. When Benazette had, ben had a chance, he was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. Both His players vision, have shown flash yeah. of brilliance on the amazing. pitch. They show that they can be good players for from Gallardo. Too. So just a, a piggy bank on what you're saying, I'm going to say the biggest weakness this year has been Vanny. 
I think Vanny has been shaky with his decision-making. I know it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, but he's made very questionable yeah. decisions, um, and, and some of these decisions are his substitutions. I totally agree. And I think going into the playoffs, we're going to see what he's really made of. Does he have the steadiness, and is he going to be even-keeled enough to take yeah. this team right to the final? I, I, I agree. Um, I mean, Vanny does a lot of things right, and he doesn't get credit for those. Changing Lorea to a right back, uh, to a, a fullback, and yeah. getting the success that he's had. He's done a lot of good things, but he's also done a lot of bad things. And unfortunately, the bad outweighs the good this season. But why, I, I just couldn't understand either in that Montreal game. Why did he substitute Endo? What was the point of that? Well, I, yeah, I know okay, a lot of people. A lot of people were confused. Fire, Altador actually asked for a sub too, and like the seventy-eighth minute, he I, put his yeah. hand up. He looked for the bench, and he said, "Like for me." But I guess they figured, "Let's play for penalty kicks. Just walk around for twelve minutes. We're going to penalty kicks. We need you to take one." Didn't work because he missed. Yeah. But that was the rationale behind I think the Endo over Altador sub off. But some of the subs, like in the Chicago Fire game, I mean, I know Irwin went down. I'm uh, not Irwin. Um, Westberg. Westberg went yeah. down, and Bono had to come in, so that's a, one of the subs. But you're subbing in Mons, you're not at Deleon, you're not bringing in Gallardo and Benazette, who are on yeah. the bench. Clearly, they could play at least 20 minutes, yeah. and you're not giving them time. Yeah, it's and then, crazy. Yeah, brutal. And then we tie a game in Chicago, we should have won, and if we win that game, maybe we're not worried about winning this weekend so much yeah, to get a home absolutely. playoff game. Absolutely. So, what do the playoffs look like? If we're at home, um, who are we facing potentially? And if we're playing away, who are we facing potentially? Well, if we're at home, it's looking like it'll be a D us versus DC or yeah. us versus New York. More likely us versus DC. Um, but, well, actually, it would be us versus DC uh, because New because if New York wins, we're not yeah. getting a home game. Right. So yeah. if we get the home game, we're facing DC. Um, not a bad matchup. To be honest, I prefer a road matchup in Philadelphia or even in Atlanta if Martinez is still is still out for the game. Right. Either way, the East is very... There's a lot of parity in MLS this year, I've found, especially mm -hmm. within the East. Any game's a win or lose is just off tactics. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could go in and win any game. We could go in and lose any game. There's no team... I mean, other than, like, your LAFCs, even right. even your New York City has been looking really good. They're kind of, you know, they'll probably go through a few rounds, take yeah. it a little easy. Other than that, there's parity. It could be anyone's, um, uh, anyone's playoffs Absolutely. this year. Absolutely. It's close. Predictions. What are we predicting for the playoffs here for TFC? What do you think, Dante? Uh, What's your prediction? I think, first off, I think we play Philly in the first round in Philadelphia. I think we take Philly, and then I think we lose the next round to say probably like an NYC FC or, or something of that. Does that this caliber. team have the potential to go all the way? Do you think this team can go all the way? It's possible, but it, I just don't see it. After what I've seen from Altador, I don't know what kind of Josie Altador I'm going to get. And that beast, when he's on fire... You sign me up, we have potential. And but he usually performs in the playoffs. Yes. yes. Right? He usually and, performs. And that's, that's what we love about Josie, and he's, he's the X factor here. Nico, what do uh, you think? I'll say it right now. My bias might show TFC, anything but making it to the conference finals is a loss of a season the way this team's built. I've seen yeah. this team play. LAFC, we dominated them the whole game. We took right. it to the best yeah. team in the league, the Supporters' Shield cha the champions. We yeah. took it to them. We have this talent and the skill level to win every single game we play in. I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the MLS Cup and won the damn thing, even going the whole way on the road. Wow. They have the skill to do okay, it. Okay, so you they heard do. it here first. Nico's making a prediction, a bold prediction, mm -hmm. that they can go all the way. They can go win. all the way. I would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah, for me, I don't see that happening. I think uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the leadership, and Vanny's got to pay the price. When we uh, spoke with Bill Manning, uh, Bill Manning said that if they did not make the playoffs, Vanny was done. Now that they've made the playoffs, does this mean Vanny will be back next year? I think Benny's the problem for the inconsistency with the team. 
they have not been consistent, and I think you're going to see that inconsistency continue on in the playoffs. Yeah. This year will not be one of those anomaly years where all of a sudden they're going to wake up and go all the way. I think they're going to get crushed in the playoffs, and I think we'll see that. And, and at the end of the day, I think Vanny has not been the Vanny of old. I think you can see it in his interviews. He's looking uh, confused. He's not sure of himself and some of the decisions, second-guessing himself, even admitting that they don't practice PKs. Um, it is to me that? problematic. Why would no, you, you don't need that? to say that. You don't have to admit to it, but you don't have to say it either. So I'm going to say he's the problem. Vanny's got to go. Win or lose, they're not going all the way, and it's on Vanny because they got the talent. I'm, I'm, right I'm, I'm going to give you a more. And the money. I'm going to give you a bigger <laughs> bold prediction than TFC going all the way. I say Vanny's still here next year. Not saying I agree with it, but right. when we like what you said when you spoke to Bill Manning, you saw it. He was very high on Vanny. The whole organization yep. backs Vanny. Yeah, still, I've yeah. even heard that he may not be back as coach, but he'll still be in the organization in a higher up role. Wow. Because apparently they love him there, and you know what? Because he's made the playoffs this year, he even said it. Bill Manning said if he doesn't make the playoffs, he didn't even say then then he's gone. He said then we'll have to have a conversation. Yeah. So if they're just saying that he's not made the playoffs, if he makes the playoffs, I can't see them completely firing him, maybe giving him a promotion and then bringing in another coach while he's somewhere higher up as like a technical director. Something along those lines, I don't know. Wait, so you're telling me Zavaleta's got to stay too now? <laughs> look at look looking like it, man. Looking oh like it. God. But so I would not be surprised if Vanny is still in charge next year, or sorry, still with the club in some aspect come next season. Listen, I, I I personally think at the end of the day you could be right because I do think there is some kind of uh, affection for him in the higher ranks. But if they give this guy a promotion after being this shaky this year, that's a real reflection on the organization and the organization not being solid and strong. And I think if you look at, at, at what's happening there and some of the people involved in this organization, it might be time for a clean sweep. It happens in all types of organizations and business, not just in the yeah. sports yeah. Uh, business. And this could be time for some new direction. And I'm going to say that if they do fail to go on in the playoffs after the first round, it's time for a clean sweep. That's my opinion. So Ali Curtis out too, Ali even Curtis after out one year? Right away, you got it. I would have never brought him in. That's I would have fair. never brought him in, period. He's here. You know what? Underperformed. <laughs> out. That's my opinion. And I, I guarantee you that there's talented people willing to come in and work just as hard, if not harder, for less money. So it can't be about the money because they're always crying about the money, yeah. even though you know they got more money than God. But if you look <laughs> in the stands, you'll notice that as of late, they don't have the people in the stands that they used to have. Definitely That's not. True. No, they don't. You know, yeah. they just don't, and they're not selling the same amount of beer and peanuts and popcorn. So it's got to be hitting them in the pocketbook. I said it from the beginning. They're going to start suffering if they get eliminated from the playoffs. You will see a shakeup. I think at the end of the day, the real MLSE brass is going to look at the situation and say, "Hey, we need to do something about this." Told, there's more promotions now, right? Eh? Uh, listen, you got it. You got it. They're trying to get people in the seats. They're trying, and you see, they're giving stuff away, all yeah. sorts of promotions. I can't keep up with the yeah. amount of promotions. It's also a little bit sad because I see the same thing happening with the CPL in some markets. We talked about it here in York Region. Yep. Same type of thing. They are throwing tickets at people, and people are not going. So that tells me one of two things. Soccer is saturated here in the GTA in Toronto, or people don't have an interest or they're distracted because we've got an amazing hockey team. We've got uh, basketball Raptors, ready to start yeah. up, right? It's a very competitive market in terms of sports. Toronto is a sports market, but at the end of the day, how many slivers of this pie can we keep cutting, right? So I don't know what's gonna happen moving forward.
Let's talk a little bit about this big upcoming game. I believe it's on October 15th. We have Canada versus USA. A lot of TFC players going to be involved. You got Altador, you got Bradley, you got Azorio yeah. for Canada, Larea. So, what do you guys make of this? And, and it's a pretty important game as well. Oh yeah, Huge, hugely important, big time game. And you know what? This for the first time, and I don't even remember when. If Canada loses, I will be disappointed. The team that Canada has put out there is a damn fine-looking team with Larea yeah. at the back, Jonathan David, who's a revelation, yeah. playing for Ghent this year and playing for Canada the way he's played. I think he scored in almost every game he started for yeah, Canada. Monster. Uh, Alfonso Davies, a team like this team is amazing. Yeah, right. When I say amazing, relatively speaking, to all past Canadian teams and right. young right. and young. Yeah. You know what? If that defense can get a little tighter, unfortunately they'll be missing Henry for the game due to uh, his, I think, a red card or two yellows last game. Cuba. Ah. So he's missing the first game, the game against the States, which is a big so loss. Alfonso Davies going to be here? Alfonso Davies yep. will be there. Jonathan David will be there. It's going to be a big time game that they need to win yep. if they want to jump up in the FIFA World Cup rankings, which is now the way they decide the Hex. The Hex yep. is the top six of my CONCACAF teams get in That's now. Right. It's no more qualifying. They so got to redeem They got to make sure they get into that Hex if they want any chance of making yep. the World Cup because the alternative is way too tough. Yeah, big game at BMO. They got home advantage. Um, and, you know, we got a lot of familiar faces. We know how Bradley plays. We know how Altador plays. So, you know, we know what to expect from this USA team. And, again, we do. We got tons of talent in Canada. But for some reason, we continue to underperform. I'm going to say if we lose that game, I'm going to peg it on the coach again. It's a coaching issue, uh, yeah. and, and I, I think, as you know, we, yeah. we took the female uh, national team coach and brought him over That's to the right. men's John team, Herdman. and I think John Herdman is having a little bit of a hard time getting his bearings with the team and getting this team unified because there's no lack of talent, no lack of talent whatsoever. Well, yeah. well, well listen, they listened to us. We <laughs> told them, your back line was weak. You needed someone at the fullback to shore up. They brought in Lorea last time. They started against Cuba. I know it's Cuba. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But they <laughs> looked way better than they did oh, in the World Cup on their back line. Yep. Right. They looked way more confident. The wingbacks played better. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's what they need, right? They need time to get together and right. work as a team. Right. Yep. And once they get that, the team will be there. Again, we talked about it. You know what? You're right. Herdman, he kind of bullied his way into this role. He's what we got for now and it doesn't look like they're going to be getting rid of him anytime soon. Let's see what he can do and let's get the proper players playing right now. Absolutely. And, and we got him. Important. We got a group of really young, talented players and I think just based on talent alone, we should be able to move forward. And the USA yeah. is nothing special. Anymore. Oh, you no. got it. You got they're it. They're not the same team, guys. They've been beat up by Mexico and a few of these other countries yeah. in the last few exhibition games um, and they've shown that they're struggling as well. Yeah, they're despite not having team. tons of resources, monetary resources, and they've got the numbers. They got 330 million people to pick from. Right. right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we've definitely got a shot. I'm going to be cheering for Canada. Let's hope they can do it on and, October right. 15th. And for those people that don't know, this is the Nations League game, which yeah, it's like a little tournament. But with the seeding for um, uh, the Hex, yes. which is the World Cup qualifying, yeah. the top six in CONCACAF get into the Hex, the top three in the Hex make the World Cup. All the other teams play a tournament to see who can face the fourth place team in the Hex for the final World Cup yeah. spot. Which to have to go to play another <laughs> tournament just to play the fourth place team in the Hex, that's grueling. Yeah, grueling. So Canada grueling. has to make that top six and get in that. If win. they get in the Hex, I don't see three teams better than them. No. I see the States and Mexico. They'll compete with the Jamaica, maybe train that depending who's there. Right. But I think they belong in there, and I think they're the third best team right now in CONCACAF. I agree. They deserve to be there. The World Cup, the FIFA World Rankings are always a bit bush league to me, the way they do it and the way they value yeah. games. But 
They gotta get in that way. They have to do it. They have no other choice. That's it. They don't get the hex. They're not making the World Cup. That's my prediction. It's a high value game. Let's go Canada. Words. Canada's <laughs> gotta do it. Let's on, move boys. on a little bit. We're gonna talk about the CPL final. So we've gone through pretty much a whole season of the CPL. Uh, the finals are gonna be uh, Hamilton Forge versus the Cavalry. Uh, you're going to the game. I'll What's your prediction for this? I'll be there. Follow me. Follow me on Instagram, Nico Monas. I'll cover the whole game. Uh, I'm going to be there the first leg in Hamilton, which is October 25th, or October 26th, 26th yeah. in Hamilton. Um, honestly, Cavalry has was like the spring season, they were the best team by a mile. Yep. It wasn't even close. They took right. it to everyone. They took it to Vancouver in the Canadian Champion, in the Champions <laughs> League. Like, they took it to everyone. Fall season, Forges look great. They've taken it. They, um, uh, they went into that other tournament, the CONCACAF tournament. They made a good run. They almost qualified for Champions League. Yeah. They had a good run. They're looking good. It's going to be a good final, and it's going to be some good soccer. Honestly, I implore everyone to watch it because it's going to be a good turnout. My personal pick is I'm taking Forge because we got a friend of the show, Kwame, who plays yeah, for Forge. I'm taking Forge Got to go well. with Kwame, so I'm going to go with my boys at Forge. But it's going to be a good game. So let's go Hamilton. Tell me why it seems like in markets like Hamilton, the CPL has been able to flourish, whereas here in York region in the Toronto area, it hasn't. We all know we've been to the, the York nine games. Um, there's nobody there, unfortunately. Why is that? I'll, I'll tell you right yeah. now. <laughs> the CPL is a tale of two leagues right now. You got your teams in Hamilton with diehard fans. You got your team in Halifax where they don't have a lot of stuff. You got Pacific where yeah. it's small markets, but they don't have anything else. They're going to that team. They're supporting. Exactly. Then you got a team like York 9 who's got TFC 20 minutes right. south. You got different, like if there's no market for it. You're playing at York University. Right. They got a good team. It's not like they're putting out crap onto the field. Their team has been good this yeah. season. Ryan Telford Ryan, on the they, show. They've been, they've been, they've been good a good team this season, and they're just not... The, the fans aren't there. When Ryan was on the show, he talked to us about how when he went to Halifax and everything, they, they were, the fans were crazy. They were cheering yeah. down. And York yeah, has, a, York has a, a few rows of dedicated fans that are there making noise every game, but that's it. I think there's, like you said it best, Tope, there's an oversaturation of sports in the GTA. I agree. Hamilton, everyone say, what about Hamilton? It's close. Hamilton's a different animal. Hamilton doesn't associate themselves with Toronto no, at don't. all. They right. don't. So, I mean. You see it with the football rivalry between Yargos and uh, Tiger. And Tiger. Tiger. You, you, right. you see it all the time. Yep. They differentiate yep. themselves from Toronto. They don't want to be us. We don't want to be them. They're different. They're only an hour and a half away. Even sure. when you go to the stadium there, it's just yeah, it's a that different whole pocket. And that's yeah. what the CPL needs to do to thrive. Go to these markets where, pe where people don't have access to a professional team. You want to start a team in Quebec? Have one in Quebec City. Oh, excuse me. Have one in Quebec City or Laval. You don't need one in Montreal. That's right. I you agree. want to stay in Ontario for another team? Don't go to Mississauga. Go to Kingston. Right. Kingston. Go to Waterloo. Go to yeah, London. Windsor, go to a team yeah. out there, Windsor. You don't need a team in Mississauga yeah. when you have Hamilton and York Nine right in between them, and TFC right on Lakeshore as well. Exactly. But all I'm hearing is that Mississauga is going to be the next team to get a team. Montreal is going to be one of the next teams to get a team. Big cities, right? It doesn't make sense. The CPL needs to go where there's a low where there's low market share for soccer, and that's where they need to target hard. I think Kingston would have a great team. I think London would have a great team. Great. London Great. for sure. London supports the London Knights like you guys wouldn't believe. Yeah, and in those markets it works. Yeah. Again, that analogy works because when you're in that market and you're not competing with anybody, people will support the local team. Exactly. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, Champions League has started. And I also want to talk about this, the Ballon d'Or, who <laughs> went to Messi again. Uh, I know uh. we were talking before and everybody's <laughs> upset. How could it go to Messi? Shouldn't have gone to Messi or Ronaldo. Uh. Who should it have gone to? Van Dyke. 
I hate yeah. giving an award to a defender because I do feel like your attackers do have more impact on the game. But Van Dyke has a huge impact on Liverpool season. They might not have won the EPL, sure, but they won Champions League, which is way bigger than winning right. the EPL. Oh, yeah. And Van Dyke <laughs> was that team's player. Like, he was their guy. He, he looked so good. Listen, I got into it big with uh, pro soccer talk writer Nicholas Mendola on Twitter because he was saying, we had a big argument over Messi-Ronaldo. He said Ronaldo didn't even deserve to be in the FIFA Best XI of that year. Messi, yeah, he got the goals this what? year because he beats up no-name teams in Spain and scores five on them. Where is he when it counts? This year, he had another Copa America, and what did he do? Absolutely nothing, and Argentina hasn't won again with him right. there. What did Ronaldo do in the summer? The first ever... Um, uh, the, what, the Nations League Cup, yes. he wins it, scores three goals in the semifinals Portugal. to take him to the final, and yeah, Portugal sure. wins the first yeah. ever uh, Nations yes. League there. So yeah, club-wise, Ronaldo with Juventus, they still won the Serie A. That's right. They didn't yeah, go far in Champions League as far as they should have, but neither did Barcelona. Both teams not making the finals in Champions League is a letdown for both of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. So that's Messi right there. No Champions League, no Copa America. Yeah, he won the La Liga for the 18th time, but who cares? Right. He's done it so much. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. Sorry for my language. Try something else, buddy. Ronaldo winning the Serie A last year now makes him the only player to win the Serie A, EPL, La and La Liga. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got to give it to Ronaldo at his age, too. He still looks phenomenal. Three years yeah. older than Messi. Looks Tremendous phenomenal. Fitness. So his fitness level, uh, his sharpness, his yeah. ability to read the game, uh, still at the top level. And I think you will not find a player like Ronaldo anytime soon. Like The, the, the guy is just phenomenal. And but, the Juve players are adapting to Absolutely. And he's adapting to the Italian style of play, which yeah. I think initially he was having a hard time with because he said it himself. In Italy, it's a defensive style of play, it and is. he wasn't used to that playing in La Liga. right? But now I yeah. think the adjustment period has been done, and we're going to see big things from Ronaldo. Oh, Here's yeah. the thing. Was Messi better last year than Ronaldo statistic-wise? 100%. Scored a lot more goals, a lot more assists. 100% better. Mm -hmm. Are we only judging soccer now based on stats? No, I'm not. Right. It's what you do off the ball. I mean, he's still a fraud for Argentina. He, like, he doesn't. He doesn't. Wow, he wins the bold. Liga. He wins, he, <laughs> how is he not a fraud for Argentina? What have they won with him there? Right. Nothing. I, I know what you're not saying. Not even a Copa America. <laughs> and and he's, he's retired <laughs> twice. And Copa Americas team. make and a new Copa back. America every year to try and give Messi one so he can have a national <laughs> one. I swear to God, they've had like five in the past seven years, and he can't win one. Yeah. And he doesn't show up either. He doesn't score goals there. I think yeah, he, had, he be, had one goal in the last Copa it'll America. It'll be sad for Messi's <laughs> legacy if he can't win at the national level. If he can't do yeah. something for Argentina, it's going to be very sad because at the end of the day, you know, there's often comparisons between Maradona and Messi, That's the thing. who was the greatest Argentinian. Yeah. At the end of the day, for me, Maradona produced. It's, it's Maradona, right? so 100%. Messi's really got to do something. You know, he's, he's aging as well. He had that um, chance against Germany. And it's not like happens. Argentina's team sucks. Right, they have no, a right. lot of quality lot players, of and they can't do any, and he can't do anything with that. Once yep. you move him out of that Barcelona system with the great midfield, tiki the, the tiki taka, yeah. like once you move him out of that system, what's yeah. Messi? That's why he's never left. That's right. Ronaldo's left every Amadeus mark everywhere he's gone. Messi it's has succeeded. it, but, and when wow. you're when you're viewing their careers at the end of them, I feel like that's what you'll be looking at. Ronaldo has two international trophies. Mm -hmm. He has three different league trophies. Yeah. He has the same amount of Champions Leagues. Like yeah. Yeah. that's what you're going to view at the end of the year, not the fact that Messi had another 10 or 15 more goals than Ronaldo in one season when Ronaldo was 34. Right. I think the biggest X factor with Messi, I mean, back then, he had the Xavi and Iniesta. Right. And People, I, I can't even tell you, with those two together, it made everybody's life so much easier. Like well, they kept he still the game produces so simple. now, too, Yeah, right? but now he even has to do that role, I find, right? So he has to send those vision passes and make, 
these crazy balls. Back then, it used to be Xavi and Iniesta doing that role, but now Messi's role is completely Yeah, when expanded. you play with great players, they make you look good. Exactly. Absolutely. One, Absolutely. one more thing before we get up this topic. I think it's a crime that Bernardo Silva was not even in the top 10 for best player yeah, of the year. He was, he was the best player on Man City that won the EPL. Yeah. He, he was. He played amazing. He was the best player for Portugal in the in the Nations League. I know yeah. Ronaldo scored the hat-trick, but Bernardo Silva won the tournament. Very um, good player. Uh, player of the tournament. He was amazing. To not even be recognized in a top 10, I think is a joke. I'm biased, of course. I love him. But <laughs> it's a joke he wasn't even recognized. Absolutely. And on this note, we're talking about the best players in the world. Last Saturday, we had the best futsal player in the world here at Sportsplex 2. We had Falcao from Brazil, who played an exhibition game against oh, New man. York City, Ecuador. It was phenomenal. The turnout, the Toronto crowd supported this event phenomenally well. Better than probably most of these CPL games that you see here in Toronto. The crowd was out to support Falcao. He put on an amazing show. Futsal is a fantastic sport, it's a FIFA recognized sport. Yep. And at the end of the day, if you haven't seen a futsal game, you gotta check it out. Um, there is a new league starting here at Sportsplex 2 on Saturday evening starting in November. The top eight futsal clubs from around the GTA will be playing here. Check it out, it's gonna be phenomenal. Uh, Toronto United Futsal put on that event with Falcao and they also have a men's team in the new futsal league. So check it out because the skills and the footwork well, if you it's haven't incredible. seen it, go to GTA Sports yeah. Plus's yeah. Instagram Sports and see some of the highlights because it's insane what they were doing. Oh, sick, incredible, beyond guys. sick. His footwork is just incredible. When you see it live, it leaves you in awe. Check it out at GTA Sports Plus. And guys, I just want to thank you. Before we leave, let's make our final prediction for TFC. Nico, I know you said it. You think there's a chance they're going all the way. You're sticking with that? Calling it. They're winning the MLS Cup this year. Wow. That's bold. That, put some money on it. That's a good future put bet right there. Put some money on it. Dante? I don't know about that. I, I, I could see them winning the first game, but definitely not the next one. Guys, my prediction is they choke first round. Vanny's head's <laughs> got to be on the chopping block. I think I called it right from the beginning, and I said, this guy is shaky. He's not a leader. At the end of the day, he did a lot of good work for TFC, but everyone has their moment in time, and his 15 minutes are over. It's time for Vanny to go, and probably the rest of the MLSC management knows it, and I think big decisions will be made, especially if they're gone in the first round. Vanny, it was nice having you here, but I'd like to see you in another city. Bring on some new blood. Amazing podcast. Again, let's thank our new sponsor, Cataldi Fresh Market. They have two locations, one in Woodbridge, another new one opening up in Toronto. And our buddy Louie from Nine Round Kickboxing and Fitness. Support our sponsors. They'll keep this podcast, podcast going. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.